My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And today, you're a wizard, Ari. left field comes Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Craig, why don't you give us the stats on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, not the Sorcerer's Stone, because I'm an idiot. Okay, I would love to give you the stats, but I'm recording on my phone. Okay. I have nothing else, so I'm going to do this from memory. So it was released in 2002. It was developed by a company and Ooh, nice poll. published by a different company. Ooh, I'm sorry. It was published and developed by two different companies. You are correct. <laughs> okay. All right. So sorry about that. Um, sorry. Like, take up the slack, please, Dave. Um, depending on what version you played, it was developed by a bunch of different people, but the one we're talking about today was developed by EA UK and then published by Electronic Arts. Uh, unless you're playing on the Mac and then it's published by a company called Asper. Mm -hmm. Um, the version we played, I played the PS2 version. Craig, what did you play? PS2 version. All right, then that was released on November 2002. I would say out of the stats, the interesting thing here is the composer was Jeremy Soule, who everybody should know because of the Dovahkiin. All right, Craig. When do we talk Harry Potter and when do we talk this game? I think we need to stick to traditional. What's your history with this game? What is your history with Harry Potter games? And then we slightly verge into just Harry Potter. Okay. All right. So um, this is going to be quick. Uh, my mm -hmm. history with Harry Potter games are I bought Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets off Amazon a couple of weeks ago. And then I oh put it in my God. PlayStation 2 and I played it. Dave. Dave. I have never played a Harry Potter game. I'm kind of very curious about Hogwarts Legacy, however. God damn it. Right, okay, so my history is slightly bolder and more rounded than that. I have played this game before. Oh, really? I've played another Harry Potter game, which might be the Philosopher's Stone, the one before this. I can't remember. I I played a Harry Potter game on the Wii, which okay. involved... It's apart from... Um, you know, obviously, Samurai Swords and other things that the Wii remote was good for. Um, the Wii remote is really good for Harry Potter because you flick. Wanding. You know, it's Wingardium Leviosa and you have to actually flick your wrists. It's very good. I've played through all six, I'm going to say, of the Harry Potter Lego games. Oh, Wow. That's a lot of Lego um, games, buddy. It's a lot. It's a lot of Lego games. 
That's a lot of pressing a button to build. Yeah. yeah. Hold square. Hold, hold square, square to build. Keep holding square. Just just keep holding square. Um, and that's me. And I am also very, very, very interested in Hogwarts Legacy. It does look pretty cool. Uh, okay. So my history with Harry Potter is I knew it was a British thing. And then I got married to my wife. And my wife wouldn't shut up about it. Uh, because because I was born when I was born, which is 1985. Shout out to all you 80s kids that know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Um, I very quickly went to like what I would call adult fantasy. So I went from like, you know, reading Journey to the Mushroom Planet to like Lord of the Rings to Dragonlance and just kind of went the Forgotten Realms route. Uh, Harry Potter didn't really interest me because you know what it was like. Well, it was for kids. I'm reading adult books. Um, So I never really knew anything about it. And then my wife wanted to go to the movies to see it. And then she would tell me all the stuff that was different in the books. And basically it was like living with a Star Wars fan. Until I finally said, Mm -hmm. alright, fine. You know what? I will listen to all of the audiobooks so I can at least keep up with the conversation. And I did. And that was, I want to say, maybe three years ago. And that's all I did about Harry Potter. It never really clicked with me. Um, yeah, I'm, it, it never clicked with me. I watched all of the films. So I met Laura when the second film came out at the cinema. And I watched every single film at the cinema. Oh, wow. Um, with Laura. And, you know, like... At the end with a baby. And then I So why did you ditch Laura and watch the movie with a baby? That's a little weird. A spare conversation. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I hope Laura doesn't listen to this. And then... I re-watched every single film with all of the kids. Oh, wow. Late last year. Um, And that's me. I've, I've only ever seen the films twice... Like, each film I have seen twice, and I have never read the books. I had Stephen Fry read them to me, and a lot of things are made better by Stephen Fry reading them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a fan of the films. I've watched the first four before I finally tapped out. When, yeah, I, I yeah, just, just can't. See, I'm not, like, not to interject and not to say anything, but gen- genuinely speaking... The last three films are actually good compared to the rest of them. Like, the the first few films are dire, and then there's a really weird one, and then Robert Pattinson comes on, and it's good. And then it gets a, it gets really kind of... Um, it, it takes on the tone of like a light Lord of the Rings with them on a quest to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah, it's dark. Yeah. Uh, the last few films are good. I'm of the opposite. Um, I think the first couple of films have that really cool childhood fantasy wonderment to them. The moment it starts getting into drab teen shit, 
is when I think it starts to go downhill. And that this is also with the books. Um, okay. I, I think, I think the way the story wraps up is insanely stupid, but that's me. Um, please don't take this as me insulting Harry Potter. I don't want people showing up at my house in wands and robes, please. Um, I think it is one of the, uh, it's gotta be one of the most popular things to happen in our lifetime, right? Like uh, there's like Harry I, Potter and Pokemon and maybe Power Rangers. I mean, mm. Dave, Dave, th- so many things have happened in our life. Mario has happened in our life. Oh, this is true. This is true. I you forget know how I mean? old we are sometimes, Craig. Yeah, yeah, we are old. What has happened in our life, but Harry Potter, like culturally, yeah, oh, that's what I meant. Is. Like huge. Harry Potter land and Alton Towers for a while. There's a Harry Potter musical just being launched in London, and it's a London, Paris, Rome, New York type so it's musical. All small cities first, and then it'll make it to the the big cities. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Like Harry Potter is off the scale. The best thing for me, and oh god, I hate to say it, but the best thing for me to come out of Harry Potter is that spin-off um, the animal one. What's the guy's name? Oh, Mute. Fantastic Beasts and where the Fantastic Beasts and Blobbity Bloop. The, those are really good films compared Kelsey, to the rest yeah, of Harry Kelsey, Potter. Kelsey really likes them. Um, yeah. And I, I'm guessing that's what Hogwarts Legacy is more based on than actual Harry yeah. Potter. Um, I will, and see, I would say the best thing to come out of Harry Potter is probably Daniel Radcliffe. Like, oh, Daniel Swiss Radcliffe Army Man has alone has been in some amazing films. Some amazing, indeed. Like, uh, I, I can't remember if I thought you watched the Young Doctor's Notebook. Yes, where he rips the guy's jaw off by accident. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It was in an Amazon film called Gun Guns Akimbo. Uh, guns Akimbo, yeah. Two guns strapped to his hand, and I'm like. He took that typecast and totally and utterly went, nope, I'm going to do all these other things and I'm going to be amazing. And he is amazing. He seems like the the best possible way a child actor could go as in, well, I made my money. I'm just going to do fun stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a likable sort. Mm-hmm. I would buy him a beer and say, stop it with the beards. You look weird in a beard. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I don't have any hatred for Harry Potter, but I am very ambivalent towards it. You know, like, I feel the same way towards Harry Potter as I do to, like, Animorphs, right? It's just like, yeah, it was, it was a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even know what Animorphs is. Uh, well, don't worry. American kids, you'll get that. Because we have a very young listening audience. Or, like, okay. Goosebumps. Like, like I, I, didn't, I never totally. read a Goosebumps okay. book either. Um, I read all of the Goosebumps books multiple times. But I, I, I was, you know, I was just reading horror books by then and watched the Goosebumps show. Though the uh, Goosebumps show, me. however, Goosebumps books were horror books. Goosebumps books didn't have like to little Dave. It was terrifying to read, and then you read Goosebumps, you're like, "What is this baby horror?" You know that that. <sighs> I, 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 oh, Craig, I don't like to admit things about myself on air, 
But um, oh yeah, I was I was a dorky little dickhead of a kid. <laughs> um, you're like oh oh oh, you're reading Goosebumps. I'm reading Herman Melville. I was like oh, fuck off, Dave. Anyway, all of that aside, and coming to grips with with, with my dorky self, um. Let's talk about this game, because I'm okay. not going to lie, Craig. This game surprised me. Yes, it's not the worst game in the world ever. So it's basically a 3D puzzle platforming adventure game. It's got mushed up faces. <laughs> I was going to say, my first note is, boy, PS2 Malfoy's a real winner. By God. P- PS2, um, what's his face? Ginger, Ginger McGinger face. Uh, uh, Ron. Ron. Oh, Ron. Poor, poor Ron. Harry, you should move those boxes over there by using a spell. Ron, you should fix your face. Because, <laughs> mate. You, you have magic, right. sir. You may fix your face. Um, yeah. Um, the, so the game itself is basically like a 3D puzzly platformer thing. It takes place in between bits of the film. So you um, start off the film in Privet Drive and you're very quickly swept off in a car to the the treehouse, the ginger treehouse of hell. And the game is you land on the treehouse and things are wrong. You have to do things that just don't happen in the film. In the film, you're there... Some um, of it I what, I vaguely remember from the book. To be fair, yeah. Oh, okay, right. I like this is the thing. I I haven't read the book, so to me it was a you're you're at a place for a thing in the film, and in the game while you're there, you also have to solve X, Y, and Z problems. Yeah, um, yeah. Like for example, I'm to- I'm totally down with it. Like I am. I'm not gonna lie. I am down with this format of game that follows a film. But injects stuff. Into I it. found it very interesting that a lot of the big film moments, it also just used a cutscene. Like you didn't have to fly the flying car. Yeah, uh, you, you, it's like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. Um, I okay, so I have a couple of things that I want to say, and that is, none of the voices from the movie are in this game. However, no. They did pretty damn good with the sound-alikes. And I'll give them credit um, on that. Most of them. Like, Harry is not Harry. Well, I yeah, no, but... That was going to be a given. But all the, the, the ginger people are. Um, uh, Ron Weasley's sister. Jenny? Jenny, yep. She's okay. The mum's okay. I think that's Julie... What's her face? Julianne Drews? No. Nope, Julie Andrews is Mary Poppins. Shit. Oh, what's her name? The actress. Well, it's it's not. I looked at the IMDb. It's nobody from the films. Oh no, no. I mean, like whoever the soundalike is for that person. Is oh good. yes, oh yes. They they sound very. I mean, the only thing that I got shorted on a little bit was uh, the British people got Stephen Fry. I got somebody else. Oh, I was a little sad about that, but um. And, and this is what I find weird, right? Like, I am coming at this from a guy who doesn't know anything about what was going on in EA and all that jazz. But at the, around the same time, you had the Lord of the Rings games, where EA mm-hmm. went 
bankrupt, not bankrupt, but, you know, they broke the bank to get Ian McKellen, John Rice davies Viggo Mortensen. Like, they got the cast. I wonder why oh, really? they couldn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they got the whole cast. But I I've, wonder. I've never played a lot of the Rings game, just to. Just they're they're but, pretty good. They're fun beat-em-ups with RPG elements. Okay. Oh, we have, we're coming up to Hogwarts Legacy and Gollum. That, that, that's a very good point. And I mean, like, like around this time, EA broke the bank to get Sean Connery to play Bond. I wonder why okay. this is sound-alikes. Like, that just strikes me as weird. Not necessarily bad, but okay. That's a little weird. Um, another, another note I have is, like most games of this era, the camera is wonky. And every time we visit this era, Craig... There's always a game where we go, the camera is wonky. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know in your personal brain, as opposed to the, the public brain that you have, um, <laughs> do you discount that in this era of like, ooh, bad camera, it goes down a point? No. Or are you just no, like, no. Well, it is what it is? It's a thing. It is what it is. I, I, I wouldn't, like, of all the things to moan about or or think about the like camera control is so low down okay so you didn't run like um i played up until i got to hogwarts right mm-hmm. i did uh, the exact same thing because i thought surely i'm gonna see hogwarts it took an hour to get there it, it took but, a bit um if you remember the, the, i don't I, I don't remember the film being like that i think they were at their house for about 15 minutes Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think the idea of putting the tutorial at a place you're going to be familiar with from the movies and you're, you're going to have yeah. fun with, it was a good idea as opposed to yeah. you know just having it in a random spot. Oh, the the Speaking. camera. Hold on. Oh, sorry. The no. the shop where <laughs> you see Mushface Malfoy. Um, I forget the name of the shop, but it's the place he ends up after he does the flu powder thing. Um. Bargains and Biggins? Borgars uh, and Blogwads? Uh, the Borgias and the Medicis. So you mm-hmm. arrive at that shop, and then after you sneak out, you've got to go across the boards that break underneath you. Mm-hmm. The camera was driving me nuts in that area. And that's really the only reason why I bring it up, is because finding that stuff out was a giant pain in the ass. Oops, sorry, my voice cracked there. Mm-hmm. So, did you get along with that section? Okay, like, like, was that not a thing? No, the the camera was always a problem. I had problems with the camera with everything. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I, I genuinely, like I said before, I, I just camera controls to me is something that's so. Now we understand how three D environments work and all that kind of stuff. So I always think like. If you go back 20 years, if you were going to map something in a 3D environment, how would someone control the camera would be so weird and new and all that kind of stuff that I just, I just forgive everything. All right, that's that's fair. I mean, I mean, for me, I can't say I've had a camera system break a game, but I've had like in terms of like, well, that's it. I'm not going to play it because of the camera system, but I don't blame people who do. Like, I know plenty of people that just will not play Resident Evil because of that fixed camera. And it's like, all right, fair, fair enough. That's, you know, I, I understand. Um, 
This, I don't think the camera ruins it. Like, it added some frustrations, especially the lock-on being really squiffy, right? Like, I don't know if you had trouble with it, but when Harry goes into his little, like, sidestep mode, that lock-on doesn't work so great. Uh, again, like, it's 20... Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm being, I'm being nice. It's 20 years old. Type nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, this game, like, the reason I'm being nice is this game hit spots in my um, brain and enjoyment that I just thought, you know what, this has actually made me think, um, or it's made me feel things that I never thought I would feel, which was, I actually really liked Harry Potter. Like, I've I, I got so much forgiveness for this because it's Harry Potter. Oh, that, that's fair enough. And um, since we're getting on in the episode... Let's let's bring up the the word I've been struggling not to say, and that is <clears throat> Zelda. This has so much Zelda in it. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I I, I I'm, Zelda did not invent that necessarily, but I, there's a lot of I felt Twilight Princess in this. Yeah, there's a lot of Zelda energy. There is a um, lot of Zelda energy, and yeah, I think I, it's... I, I, Go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying, I, I never even... It never... This clicked with me in another way. Um, and it, it, I think that overwrote any feelings towards that. But now that you've said that, oh, it seriously does have Zelda energy. Like, even the tutorial area feels like, you know, you herding the goats and doing mm -hmm. all... Now... I don't say this to disparage the fine folks at EA or, you know, uh, I'm sure somebody named Jim worked on this. Um, but, like, it's actually, I think, works in its favor. Now, granted, we all know how I feel about Zelda, but I think the Zelda-ish format of this game works really well. And I think it even expands a little bit on it. Like, for example, there are collectibles in this game. But they're not just collectibles. They have a very real reason to want to search for them, right? Like it's stamina or it's, you know, you get extra... What I forget what you get when you get all the jelly beans. I'm sorry, the <clears throat> every flavor beans. Um, I think it's an upgrade to your stamina, is it? it it's something. Anyway, um... And I can't say whether or not you'll need that, kind of like if it has that Zelda problem. But the one thing I think this really does well is the day system. I really like that. So, Craig, do you have any opinions before I explain what the day system is? Um, I, I have no... You've triggered something in my brain. Sorry, I went off in a wee thought process there. I didn't, no, I don't have any opinions. Remind me that I've got something to tell you. Okay. okay, so really quickly, the day system, how it works is you will have a list of objectives that you have to hit that will finish this part, this chapter of the game. But after you do those objectives, you are now in like free roam mode. If you want to continue the story, you actually have to go into the menu and hit end of day and then you move on to the next area. I think that's a really good idea when something is this story focused. It gives you free reign to roam around without letting you feel lost. 
anyway, that was all I had on the day system. Craig, what were you going to say? Okay, right. So, this is stupid. Okay. And our stock and trade. It is. It's probably our stock and trade. It's probably like our bread and butter is me being stupid and thick and you being sensible and rational (laughs) and then averaging out. So, uh, day system, you know, extra stuff, you're living your life in the ginger people's house and stuff like that. The entire time I was playing this, and this is stupid, and it's also my answer. Remember I said I've got a good answer for oh, yes, if you yes. like this. Um, you should play. I had a, if you like this, you should watch and play the Ratchet and Clank film and then play Ratchet and Clank. Because to me, all I could think about was, is this what they did between scenes in the film type thing. And the Ratchet and Clank game is the exact same. Yes. The film, you watch the film and then the game fills in the gaps and the bits and bobs that happen in the film. And I'm playing this and I'm like, is this is this what they did when they were there? Was her mum shouting about this guy chucking pipes about the place? Was this happening? Was that happening? Didn't he crush that with that? Um, I absolutely and utterly like just honed in on that so I didn't get any vi- any Zelda vibes any no vibes I got Ratchet and Clank vibes well um, a wise man once said Greg that Ratchet and Clank is a better Zelda than Zelda now <laughs> you did yep. who, who, who said that has been lost to time but the word oh, hero sorry. has been thrown around and <laughs> I, I agree uh, yeah yeah, like, like, no, like, my brain did that leap too, right? Like, and that's weird to compare this to Ratchet and Clank because they are two very different games. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I can definitely see your point, 100%. For me, while your brain got stuck on Ratchet and Clank, my brain got stuck on, oh, oh, it's Zelda. Oh, it's Zelda. Yeah. What's a better Zelda than Zelda? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I agree, Dave. So, Zelda. Um, and <laughs> I... I, I all right. Again, 2022 is the year of honesty. Ratchet and Clank is a better Zelda than Zelda, but Harry Potter is also a game that I kind of dug. Yeah. Uh, which is a giant surprise to me. Like, uh, having no attachment, really, to the source material other than, oh, yeah, I know that guy. That's it. Um, I was very surprised at how well this is, because... Before this, I always do a little bit of, you know, digging around on the internet, and there is a lot of nostalgia for these games. And I was always like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. They're just, you know, licensed games. I was wholeheartedly wrong. There is, and now granted, this is the first hour or so. I can't say for the whole game. Yeah. It's not bad. It's it's a fairly decent game. Um, yeah. So, so um, let's cut this a little, little long. And say, Craig, does this hold up in 2022? Ah, do you know what? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's It's got some jank. It's got some wobbles. Um, It's got some camera issues. It's got some squished faces. It's got some things that you think, oh, I would have done that. Like, for me... And I don't know how you feel about this. It was it was one of the things that I, I, I meant to ask you. In a tutorial stage, 
when you're pushing them out of the boxes. Yes. Um, I really like what Only this does. pressing the button once and just being latched onto the box? No, 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 no. It's something even more basic than that. Oh. I really like games, not just this, but all games, that say, if you want to jump up in that box, press up on the D-pad. And the character in the game is telling Like, it's totally breaking fourth wall type stuff. Ron jumps up in the box and he says, run towards the box and press up on the controller. Also, like, very Zelda. Very Zelda. Do you know what? I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's it feels janky and old, but it's totally not really modern thinking. I, I think it holds up absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, that, that could lead down a rabbit hole on a topic of immersion and mm-hmm. how we feel about that, but we're not going to have that yeah. because we're already a little late. Uh, but yes, I agree. Um, I don't mind a game character telling me, hey, I'm in a video game. Just to be clear, this is how you play the video game. Yeah. Eh, I don't mind that. I don't mind Alfred telling Batman, hey, if you want to bring up your visor, press up on the D-pad. Eh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Do you know what? It's not, it's not so much that I don't mind it. I actually actively think it's great. Like, I, I, I really, it's so stupid, but I really like it. <laughs> That's fair enough, man. It's those little things that, that make us smile, dude. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm with you on the, yes, this game holds up, but it could do with a remaster. Mm-hmm. And now you could say that about all games, but this specifically... Yeah, if you could work out some of the kinks in this game very easily with a re-release or a remaster, you know. Um, another thing I want to say is having save anywhere in a PS2 yeah. game. Yeah. That's very forward-looking. I like that quite a bit. Um, so, Craig, mm-hmm. if you like this, you sorry, sorry, hold on. If you like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, you should try. No. God, I'm going to stick with what I said a few minutes ago. You should try, for the vibe for me, watching the Ratchet & Clank film and then playing Ratchet & Clank 2016. I think it was 2016? Yeah. The only thing that I have that's attached to my brain with a 2016 tag is Doom. Like, oh, that's Doom 2016. Oh. I think that's the same oh. year. 2018? I, I have no idea. Just, like, for me, my recommendation comes from the, I like that kind of, that duality of watching a film and then playing through the film is is kind of nice. I haven't done that since... Maybe Super Nintendo days? Like, it's, it's been a long time since I, like, watched the movie and went, oh, yeah, I'm going to try the game. Hmm. Oh. I think that's something that yeah. got beat out of me in the NES era. Oh, there's, there's totally, like, I know, like, most licensed games are not the greatest thing in the world ever. But there must be, there must be a theme here. There must be some games that are just Oh, like amazing. Spider-Man games were pretty good. Yeah. The Spider-Man the movie but, games. But, yeah, but Spider-Man never... The Spider-Man movie games never really... It didn't do what this does, which no. is... It's no. like a, a slice of the film, 
and then you fill in the gap with the game and then the slice of the film and then you fill in the gap with the game. I, I think you know what really... did that did it what? very bad. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, actually you're right. Yes, that did it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that did it really bad. Okay, um, my my thing is if you like this, go try a Zelda. Like if if you're one of like the three people in the world who played the Harry Potter games but never touched a Zelda, go try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't like Zelda that much. So, if you have anything you'd like to say to us, whether it be a, a hey, you know, this annoys me, or hey, you know, you, you're doing a good job, whichever you'd like to say, you could do so at nomoresages.com, where we also have a place you could suggest a game that we will take a look at and probably waffle over. If you would like to support the podcast, go to Patreon, look for us, find out that we're not there. And instead, go to your nearest homeless shelter and hand out some soup. And say, you know what? This is from the No More Sages guys. They will then say, what? And you will look weird, but I'll appreciate it. And so will they. So, Greg, what do we have coming up next? We have got a game that I have no idea about. I don't even know how these words tie together, but it's... Billy Hatcher and the <laughs> giant egg. All right. We did, uh, boy. All right. Yeah. So next week, join us with Billy Hatcher and his giant egg. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time when hopefully I am not sick. Until then, Craig. Cruciatus. <laughs> <laughs>